So welcome to another episode of the Mind of George Show. The question is always, what are we going to cover on today's episode? Ah, well, listen up. Today's episode is an extremely special episode and an extremely rare occasion for you to listen to. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about customer journeys and keeping your customers for life. But why is this episode so special? Because this episode is actually a lesson from our Lighthouse Business Accelerator monthly coaching program. And this happens, but I don't normally say yes, but this was so freaking gold that several of the members asked us if we could publicly share this on a podcast so they could send it to their friends as a gift. And so I said yes, the team said yes, so we decided to launch this as a special podcast episode right here and right now. And so this episode is literally verbatim every tool that you need and the quote-unquote secrets to keeping customers for life, earning majority of your new business from referrals, and to be able to make an impact that makes you excited to wake up every day. And like I said, this is a lesson from our Lighthouse Business Accelerator. So keep listening to this episode, and I'll give you an opportunity to jump into the Lighthouse Business Accelerator program if you so choose, i.e. yes, uh, for just $13 for the first month because there's a special reason we're doing that. So keep listening to the episode. But for now, I'm going to cue the episode. It is a call from within the group, and we are going to talk about keeping your customers for life. And I will say this now, if this episode resonates with you and you have friends who can benefit, family members who can benefit, colleagues, business owners, send it to them because I really need some feedback that my level of crazy of giving all this away for free is good. Give me some validation, but I'm going to be quiet now and I'm going to cue the episode. So let's get into the episode. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast, where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. Well, hello, insert ad for my stuff in my own show, but I love this. So, hey, friends, I'm taking a quick break from this episode to let you in on a little celebration my team and I are throwing with you. We're celebrating because we've officially decided to shut down our Facebook group and go even deeper in value, connection, accountability, and engagement in our private programs and masterminds. So to celebrate, throughout the month of May, my team and I are holding a special bye-bye Facebook promotion, which means hello results in your business, giving you limited access to our Lighthouse Business Accelerator program, LBA for short, if you hear me reference it that way. You will get two live calls per month with me and my team and our coaches and advisors. You'll get 24-7 community support in our private group and our best trainings, strategies, tactics, and foundational principles for attracting new customers, keeping those customers longer by developing a world-class customer experience and building a business that supports your dream impact. The program is $297 a month at a three-month minimum commitment, but with the bye-bye Facebook promotion, you'll get the first month for only $13, and 100% of that will be donated to Operation Underground Railroad to combat human trafficking. This promo will only last for the next month until we officially shut down the Facebook group. So if you want to jump into my monthly coaching program for just $13 today, go 
Send me a DM on Instagram. You know my Instagram. It's it's George Bryant. Send me a DM that says bye-bye Facebook. And if you are not a fan of the gram, we are only extending this to people who send us a message to make sure you're a fit. So we're not giving you a link, nothing like that. So if you send me a DM on Instagram, just say bye-bye Facebook and we will send you the link. Or if you send us an email to georgeb at georgebryant.com, which is my email at the company, georgeb, G-E-O-R-G-E-B, as in boy or Bryant, at georgebryant.com with the subject line, bye-bye Facebook, then we will send you the link. So let's get back to the episode. This is my first quote-unquote work call after the event. So I've been off since Sunday, filling my bucket, i.e. just really resting and uh, refilling my tank. I was pretty full after the event. And so I'm really stoked. A lot of brand new faces, which I am beyond stoked for. We're making some big sweeping changes in the business to be actually more here as well and be adding some more content for you guys and some more live videos. And so there's some big stuff happening behind the scenes. And so I'm excited to share all of it. So what I want to get started with is everybody could give me a two words in the chat. So for those of you that are here for the first time or have never been on a facilitated call with me, I'll do this throughout the call. I just want you to use two words to describe how you authentically feel. Excited, tired, need more coffee. Two words is the rule though. Shane's got pumped. One more, Shane. So accomplished and rested. Jake, you look amazing, by the way. How's the head shaver working, my friend? Yes. Now we use the same tools to get that beautiful glow on top of our dome. We'll have to see what Shane does because Shane's game's on point up there too. Shane's game's on point. Okay. Accomplished and rested, pumped, fired up, pumped, fired up. I love it. Hydrated and happy. Effing excited. George K in the house. I didn't swear in that moment. That's interesting. What's the head shaver, Shane? We use the freedom groomer. I became a big proponent of the freedom groomer. I have to say their customer service blows my mind as well. Excited and stressed. Alexa, thank you for being honest. I get to be a taxi all day because my wife and daughter are on the road right now with a blind sheep in the back rescuing it. His name is Habib. They've been on the road for 16 hours and they are driving 24 hours in one direction to drop off a blind sheep so it didn't get put down and then driving 24 hours straight home because my wife and daughter have a soft spot for animals. And so Habib, the blind sheep, is in the back of a rental car driving somewhere through Idaho right now. And so if you want to laugh, go check out my wife's Instagram stories because they are documenting the absolute entire thing. And so here's what I want to do. Since I know who's here and who's not and who's been on the other calls, I'm just going to grab you real quick. I'm going to have you just say who you are, where you're from, how you're changing the world and what you're excited about. And Mr. Poem Writer George, you get to go first. Give it to us, man. What's up, guys? Uh, George Clancy's from New Hampshire. Yeah, words are my thing. I, I just have a book coming out in September. I'm stoked for it. And uh, yeah, just learn how to share the message with the world. That's where I'm at. Love it. I love it. Thank you for being brief, my friend. All right, Trainer Dane, hit us with the knowledge, my friend. Hey, I am Trainer Dane. My mission is to educate, motivate, and empower you to lifelong independence and expand my world way beyond freaking squats and push-ups. So I want to be an empowerment coach and make healthy the norm. Oh, I love it, man. I love your energy. It's like infectious. You're going you're gonna to be the call mascot today just from that alone. And just so everybody knows, it never changes. Trainer Dane is like that 24-7. Like he wakes up like that, goes to sleep like that, and he probably dreams like that next to his wife. She's probably getting like subliminally motivated in her sleep just from his dreams. So I'm here for it, Dane. Sometimes she said she doesn't need all my encouragement and power in the morning. Sometimes she needs her cup of coffee and just shut the <laughs> fuck up. 
Oh, I've learned in the entrepreneurship, the secret to a successful marriage is me being the speaker for a living. So I listen more when I get home. And so that's the way that this game plays. All right. So I got Dane uh, Barton. If you could give everybody an overview, give them what you got, give them your light. <coughs> Unmute. Hey guys, Barton Scott. I love meeting so many of you guys. I, so many people have asked me how the Montana trip was and it was just, it was incredible. Yeah. So I, I have a company called Upgraded Formulas. We help you through precise nutrition, figure out really how to live a more full life by being healthier, more capacity. So we do that with tests, consultations, and supplements. I love it. And some of the best in the world. And Barton stalked me and met me in an on it in a Whole Foods in an on a t-shirt like five years ago. And that's how we became friends. So this bromance <laughs> yes. has been long blooming, but it's been beautiful to be a part of man. Stoked to have you, Barton. Stoked to have you. All right, Shane, I'm going to have you go and then I'm going to have Alexa go. Hey, really good to be here. Glad I didn't have to go right after trainer Dane. Um, <laughs> so Shane Melanson, Calgary, Alberta, husband, three kids. And my business is, uh, I'm a real estate developer, and I've just started to coach and help people invest in commercial real estate and developments. So Yes, I love it. I'm, I'm like really here for the bald brotherhood that we are definitely creating. <laughs> I am totally, George, you're next. We got Dane, we got George. I might get Tyler in on this at some point. He'll fall asleep in the office since he's 10 feet away from me, and he'll just get a, oops, I apologize. All right, cool. And then Alexa, you ready? You're back clean up. Yeah, I am feeling super nervous for some reason. Sorry, I have three kids too, and they're all here and really loud. So I apologize. <laughs> so I guess I've been working on this because I'm shifting a little bit, but I think where I feel good landing is that I empower women to heal, inspire, and change the world through, through writing their books, through sharing their stories. I love it. I love it. And so just for you guys that didn't get to party with us in person next time, because there's a few coming, we're probably going back down to back to about three events a year and I'm already planning the next ones, but we had an absolute blast and blast. Like you probably felt the ripple leave Montana because people in town are like, who were those people? What did you guys do? This is amazing. And so like the dent was made and you are all there in spirit. So I'm really happy and stoked. Jenny, are you jumping in again? Okay. Got it. I, I see you. I see you. Tyler, read her in. So here's what I want to do real quick. I just want to hear because I have a thread to pull today for you guys around retention and customer journey. But one massive part about customer journey is really your ability to hold space. And if anything from the people at the event, they got to see it in practice and got to practice it. And I'm going to be talking about it a little bit today, but I would love to hear from anybody that was at the event. So either Dane, George, Barton, or Alexa, like what came up for you around like space? What were your breakthroughs? Go ahead. Just that I'm still thinking actually, but the main thing is just setting the tone, I think. And you always, if it relates to email, for example, you have the ability to set the tone. It's your choice to make. And they, so you made that really clear both in how you outline things and also how you presented the event, which was great. And also, and the exercises that you had us go through, which was awesome. Yeah, so I love it. Was, it. Uh, like a three-part sort of thing. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And and so here's what we're going to do today. And I'm going to have, if anybody else go, if Alexa or George, you have anything to share, I'm going to let you go in a minute. We're going to talk about that customer journey. But I said this on stage, and I've been really teaching this a lot lately to like the mastermind, but I'm bringing it into this container because the secret 
to your success and your customer's success space. And I mean that on a lot of different fronts. I mean that with emotional space, physical space, but also space for them to do the work that we're helping them do. And the one example that I gave that I think is relevant to everybody is that we can all agree that we have customers and we want customers, right? Like we're all in that boat. If not, I have no idea where you're here, but I'm okay if you want to join the party, right? We're good. We have customers. It doesn't matter if you're helping them invest in real estate, get a hair test, helping them beat their chronic autoimmune condition, helping them pull their story out, helping them sell on Etsy, helping them hire their first VA, helping motivate them, getting them to read your book. I do remember all of it. No matter what you're helping them do, it can't all be done in a moment's notice. And what tends to happen is we don't realize how we're conditioning people to actually distance themselves from us. Because we're like, hey, I'm gonna help you write your story. And they're like, dope. And you're like, here's everything. And they don't hear from us again. They're overwhelmed. It's completely overwhelming. And then we actually eliminate our ability to modulate or be in a relationship with them and it pushes them back. And if Jenny has somebody come in and their Etsy store gets shut down or something happens, it's 911. And the worst thing we can do in that moment is give them advice on how to fix it or else it's going to break it even more. Typically, it's like ripcord, boom, right? Take a breath. It's not going to get turned back on in two minutes. And you have to start unpacking it. Or inverse, if somebody's launching their first Etsy store, they're going to want all the things. But if they launch it without a foundation, they're going to lose. And what I think I've noticed a lot, and it's been 12 years of doing this, I've noticed this fear of holding space because we want it right now. Like we got the sale, we want them to have it. We got the sale, we want it fulfilled. We promised the result, we want to give it to them. But none of us would expect to walk into a gym. I do expect to do this. Would expect to walk into the gym after gaining 50 pounds, do one workout and lose all the weight again. I did get mad, it didn't happen. And I would love if somebody could invent how to make that happen. But none of us really have that expectation or, hey, I get a flat tire. You don't expect the moment you pull in within 30 seconds that your car's up, your tire's done, they're balanced, rotated, you're charged and out the door. There's an expectation of space. So we have to create that space for our customers. And what it requires is a deep level of what my buddy Larry calls tactical empathy. The ability to take your mind from where you are because all of you are geniuses. You're the lighthouses. You're the light keepers. You're the ones that have the content. You have the secrets, right? And we have a ton of women that want to be like Jenny, or we want people that want to travel remotely like Taylor and want to be as motivated and articulate and eloquent as Dane. We have those people, but we can't build a customer journey or space from where we are. We have to go back to where they are. And it actually requires a state change. It requires us to very intentionally put ourselves in the shoes of where they are. And so I'll share an example with Barton. So Barton has a hair test, right? And it's an absolute amazing technology. You can't really get accurate levels of like metal poisoning or toxicity in your stuff with blood. Hair is the best way possible. And I actually had mercury poisoning. I'd gained 65 pounds and I had celiac disease and I thought it was normal. So you think about my career, right? I had broken teeth in Afghanistan, metal filling, right? On top of anthrax vaccines and malaria. Like I was a walking storm of health at this point. And so when I come back and I get out of the military, I'm like, this is just how I am. I'm going to have celiac disease for the rest of my life. I'm going to always feel like this. I'm going to do blank. And then someone's get a hair test. And I'm like, what the hell is a hair test going to tell me? And so I'd done blood work. I'd done free test testosterone, the best doctors in the world get a hair test. And I had heavy metal poisoning. Like I had been living with heavy metal poisoning 
And so my mercury was like, like I had more mercury than a fucking store of thermometers back when they were legal. Like it was mind blowing how high it was. So I had lead, I had mercury, I had a ton of heavy metal poisoning. And I remember it was like game over. Like I was like, oh my God, like I felt relief. But at the same time, I felt more lost than when I was there before, because now what? Like now what? I can't walk in and get it all removed in a day. I can't do a chelation protocol overnight. I can't literally be like, oh, extract it and be done. It had to be very intentionally done and it had to be methodically done. Like I had to realize that this might take two years, three years, four years. And so the first thing was, is, okay, what are my options? And luckily the person who did the tests for me was a dear friend and I was like, let's look at your options. And they held a really big space. And I think it took 45 or 60 days for me to even decide what step was one, step one was. And step one for me from a priority standpoint was, wow, I actually have an amazing biological dentist who I'm friends with, who can help me with this. And so I was like, cool, I'm going after the metal fillings and the root canals first. And so we made an appointment. We took three metal fillings out. And then 45 days later, I lost 60 pounds and I could eat gluten again. Mind blowing. Like my celiac disease disappeared, but that was still only part of it because then the root canals had to come out. And then now I don't even have permanent teeth, but I have non-reactive implants in that replaced what was there and non-reactive material made of ceramic in so that I'm here. And it's probably going to take two more years for me to be fully where I am. And I'm actively chelating, doing cold therapy, red light therapy, ice bath. And I needed somebody to be like, I see you where you are. And I got you where you are and I'm going to hold space for you. And, and I'm a pain in the ass. My dentist hates me. He's like, when are you coming back? I'm like, I'm not right now. I am not ready to sit in here. He's like, it's easy, man. I'm like, I know I'm just not ready. So he checks in every two to three weeks, his office, like the receptionist, Hey George, how are you doing? How's Montana? Let us know when you're ready to come back to SoCal. We'll get you hooked up. We can do it in like a day, blah, blah, blah. But they're basically designing that customer journey with me for space over however long of a period I need it to achieve my desired result. Does that make sense? Does that make sense for everybody? Because the worst part, and we see this all the time, is like, all right, George, cool, come in, right? We're gonna gas you, we're gonna put you down, we're gonna take everything out, put everything in, and then go do this for the next 24 months and let us know how you feel. That would never really work, especially for something as crazy as that. And a lot of us have things that we have people that want to heal or they want to do something for the first time or create financial independence or invest in real estate or change their lifestyle for permanent. No one's, hey guys, give me the dopamine for two minutes. Give me the drug. And so we have to realize that the longevity that we use with them is we create this space and the longer we can keep them in momentum and keep them accountable, with the space we create, the longer they're going to stay and the more results they're going to have. Any questions on that? That was like a good rant for my first day back at work. Alexa. No question, but just a comment. That's probably the biggest reason why I jumped on board for this program was because I'm still processing everything that happened to me last weekend. (laughs) But one of the biggest things I noticed was that I do that like fire hose for my clients. My customer journey, frankly, sucks after hearing you talk about it. And I think I have probably left over a million dollars on the table just because of the lack of a follow-up sequence. Just Yeah. And can you stay on with me? I really appreciate you sharing this because it's golden in here. And I, my question would be when you think about that, right? Like when you've had these customers and you write these fulfillment sequences, like what's the fear 
if you spread it out or what's the feeling? To be honest, it wasn't. A, okay. There, there is a fear. The fear is that they'll unsubscribe, which That's is a funny. stupid fear. Cause if they're not going to read my email, they're not going to pay me money. <laughs> yeah. And, and typically the feeling, and I'm going to, I'm going to trust my God on this. And I want any of you to let me know if this is true. When we have an idea or a vision of what we want to create in the world and the moment people start paying it or signing up for it, it's extremely validating, but then it comes with the burden of leadership. And that burden of leadership comes with this level of self-acceptance, like, wait, me? And you're like, oh, they're going to come to me and we have to hold them accountable. But we know that when we're seen by our customers, that it requires us to be willing to be seen. Does that make sense? Because there's this level of, oh, got it. We're going to help. We're going to help them get their first deal. Like we're going to help them get their first sale. This still happens to me every single day. If you could see my t-shirts after this event, like after a 90 minute session, like I was changing t-shirts like three times a day. Cause I'm like, did I really just say that? Okay, cool. Nope. Hold space. Got it. Yep. That, that's what Alexa's going through right now. Cause day one, Alexis, what is this shit? What are you doing? I am. This is not what I signed up for. And then by day three, she's yeah, boom. And now she's what happened to me. I'm like nothing we played, but you have to hold space for people, but you also have to be willing to be witnessed because when we have clients and mostly everybody here, when we have clients, what we're allowing them to do is to advocate their confidence in us so that they can get started. We're allowing them to advocate their confidence in us so that they can get started. We're like, hey, it's okay. Like, we got you. We'll be fine. And that comes with a level of being seen. Like, Jenny, I can only imagine when a woman like makes her first dollar when she's been like a stay-at-home mom and came, but she's, I can't keep this. Like the sabotage probably comes in like crazy. You're like, lady, breathe, breathe. Put the wine down, take a breath. There's a whole lot of growth that we're holding space for. And this happens even with physical products even with physical products, right? And, and I'll give an example, like our good friends at Onnit, they just got acquired and it's gonna be a big deal, but they didn't get acquired because the product, they got acquired because of the community and culture and the brand about helping them optimize who they are. And so when somebody comes and buys a supplement, what you're really saying is this is a tool to kickstart your momentum, but ultimately we're gonna build a community to hold you accountable to maintain it. They're not selling the quote unquote drug, it's just an entry point. And so when we think about this, and Alexa, I'm so glad you said it because like this group and the mastermind is a perfect example. Like we have people that come in the mastermind, right? When you guys come in the mastermind, I give you a contract and the contract isn't between me and you, it's between you and you. And you have to sit down and figure out like what's important to you. What's important in your family? What's important in your day? What's important in your health? What's important in your business? And what's important in your community? And that contract is a ticket because when it's complete, you can get on a call with me but you can't get on a call with me until your contract's done. We have some people in the mastermind who have 3X their business and still haven't done their contract. And they know that the moment they do, they're gonna 10X their business. And I'm like, cool. But Alexa, I have the same thing sometimes because I'm like, oh man, but if I don't get on the call, they're not gonna like me. If they don't like me, they're gonna leave. And if they leave and then all my codependency gets mixed up into all of it, it's nasty. But you just have to really practice the containers on your side and on theirs to both support you and also support them. Because you said it, right? If you sign up for this and you're like, you know what? I signed up and I didn't get 18 videos in one hour and boom, and I'm not coming to the call. Give me my money back. I'm like, I'll give you double your money back just to go away. Please go. Here's a book. It's called The Four Agreements. Let's start there. Then we'll get into the go-giver because that's reactivity 
and it's a little bit codependent. And I will say, and I'm going to say this on to this group, this group, particularly everybody in front of me, I know you very well. And I know all of what you do and what you do will unlock some people's biggest transformations, right? Like I, with Wendy, for example, like there are women that literally think they'll never be able to live again, never be able to enjoy life, never be able to function. And the moment they get a glimpse, we have the ability to become their savior, right? Like we get to be the hero. And that's the edge that we all have to walk because if we're the hero, they lose. And if we're the hero, we lose. And this is that fine edge of like service-based, heart-centered, we really care, not give me your credit card, disappear, and don't ever talk to me again, is that our job is always going to be to find that edge and to hold it. Does that make sense? Because ultimately, when like a woman starts getting her first clients as a VA, if then she can't close 10 clients without calling Taylor every single time, we haven't really helped her. We've hurt her and hurt ourselves. If every time she launches an Etsy shop, she doesn't learn these three things and Jenny's getting blown up and always available, we're training her that she can't do it on her own. She needs us. And then we're creating a codependent tie between her because we're afraid to hold that space. Does that make sense to everybody? And so space is going to be a huge secret. And quite frankly, and I'm going to say this to you guys, because nobody really sees this except everybody in the call. We're like, George, how did you 10X that business? Like, how did you take them from 5 million a month to 10 million a month? I was like, honestly, space. And like, I'll give you a perfect example, right? Barton's going to eat this one up for breakfast. So Barton has supplements, right? Somebody gets a hair test. They get an analysis, they get a consultation, they break it down. Hey, here's your recommended protocol. And boom, the problem is that if they don't follow the protocol, they lose and we lose because it doesn't do me any good to have a bottle of zinc on my desk that is a desk ornament that I never put in my water, which actually happens to be in my water right now, two and a half droppers full. It doesn't do me any good. And it doesn't do me good if I only use it for three days and then it becomes shelf help. So I'll give you the same subscription example I give all the time doesn't do you any good when somebody signs up for your supplement on recurring revenue, but then they never take it. And so then by the time the third bottle hits, they're like, nope, cancel, never take it again, negative touch point. And so how did I solve that? It's really easy. If I'm selling you a supplement or a service, my biggest enemy is that you don't use it. Not that you use it and don't like it. Not that you use it and it doesn't work. Success is a series of base hits every single day, not home runs once a month. And so I can give Jenny a hundred piece of advice. Like, Just do this. These are your needle movers. And eventually we're going to crack the code guarantee, but it's going to be about consistency. And so when you think about your services and your products, right, that supplement example, like how did I do it? I didn't write mind blowing copy. I didn't sit there and do like psychoanalysis and Enneagram types of every customer in the business to figure out how to tilt their brain. I was like, no, Hey, let me take what you did in seven days. And let me split it up over 60 days. And instead of giving them four things in email, let me give them one thing in email in 15 to 30 seconds a day for 60 days consistently. And what do you think happened? The average retention on that subscription was three and a half months, which means they were spending about $86 to acquire the customer. Barton's going to like this one. $86 to acquire the customer. And their lifetime value was around like 120. So they're like stoked. We're profitable dope. All I did and all I did was take the fulfillment sequence for that one product from seven days to 60. And it took retention to 14 months, 14 months. 
Think about that. Like, think about that on a level where you're like, oh, now I acquire a customer for $86 and their LTV is 700. And all I did was took every email and I'm telling you this next, we're going to talk about this. I took every email and I was like, cool, one sticky note per takeaway per email. I was like, what did email one have? And I was like, oh, it said to do this. Cool. Next sticky said to do this. Cool. Next sticky said to do this. And there were basically like 40 to 50 things that I pulled out of those seven emails from a very granular one thing at a time. And so then I took the sticky notes and I'm like, what would make sense? And I literally just put them in order on the wall. And I was like, cool. Email one, email two, email three, email four, email five. All I did was cut and paste to have a singular focus, knowing that if I had more touch points, more consistency, more congruency, and I took up less space in their life by giving them more space to be in my world and only have to commit to 30 seconds or a minute, not 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Everyone's, yeah, you can lose 30 pounds. Just spend seven hours meal prepping and an hour a day making this recipe and let me know why it doesn't work. I'm like, bro, I got a 16-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son. Like, I can't even pee in silence right now. There's no way I'm doing that. No way. But like, for example, Julie, who some of you met Rhino, when she started helping me just to outsource my nutrition, she's, hey, for 30 days, I just want you to take a picture of everything you eat. That was it. Like, literally, that was it. I lost 10 pounds by taking pictures of my food. She didn't tell me to count my macros. She didn't do my calculations. She didn't care about my activity. She's like, drink water and take pictures of your food. But because it was an easy commitment to create momentum and endowment, it started to raise my awareness and level. And then I'm like celebrating stuff. And she's, you realize I didn't give you anything. Like I fucking told you to use your iPhone to take a picture of your food. And I was like, yeah, but it was so easy. I was actually able to do it. Whereas I've had other trainers, some of my dear friends, and I'm a pain in the ass because I know fitness and I know nutrition and I used to be competitive at it. Then I'm like, what are you going to tell me to do the same thing? They're like, yeah, do this. And I was like, okay, fine. I do it for two days and I'm done. Julie came in and she's don't do any of that. Just take a picture every single day. Just if I looked at any of you and I was like, if you did nothing but for a hundred days, quote unquote, you've seen this post on social media, regardless of how you feel, I guarantee you'll get a positive result. And it's some days you might have a minute. Some days you might have 10, some days you might have 30, but it all comes from space. Does that make sense to everybody? That was like a, like a tirade. So are there any questions on space? I'll unpack this for you any deeper. Perfect. Shane, can you actually just read that to me and talk about it? Yeah, sure. I guess in my clients and, and what it is that they're looking for, they typically want, how do I find deals? How do I raise capital? And that's like I was saying, that's like later on in the journey, like they really need to get clarity. They need to like, do they even believe that they have the capacity to invest in bigger deals or- yep raise capital or in the location. So do, where do you start with people? Where they're at or where they should be and take them on the journey? So good. Where they're at. Yes. So here's what you need to know and stay unmuted no. for me. Tyler, did you find that picture or no? No. Okay. So what you need to do is you need to, so what you guys need to do from an observation standpoint is the first thing is that you need to know where you're going to take them like end goal. And you need to know where they're at. And typically, and I know this deal, if you're having first time investors, you're going to be fighting scarcity. You're going to be fighting guarantee, confidence, trust. There's a whole lot of stuff mixed up in yours emotionally. And so nobody should be getting access to deals or what it looks like, or even know how to find them if they're on tilt before they get in. Mm -hmm. And so 
you probably, one of the things that you probably teach is removing the emotion from the equation. I'm assuming something around there to where it's a very high level view of you could do this, you could do this, but nothing's guaranteed. It's like all the money my wife puts in crypto. I'm like, oh, I'm glad that six figures, seven figures is going to disappear because I have no idea if I'm getting it back. Like I have to literally release it. Like she cashed out my 401k, my blank. And she's, yeah, babe, we have, I was, oh, cool. Glad you didn't tell me. Like at the event the other day, some of them know I'm standing on stage. I get off stage. She's like, hey, babe, I need you to go to the dealership tomorrow. I bought a car because we're going to turbo it. I'm like, oh, she's like, yeah, I just signed your name. We bought it under the business. It'll be up. And I was like, oh, cool. Like I have to have that relationship chain. So when I think about investing, investing is a very big game of intention and awareness without the emotion, right? You can experience the emotions, but you can't make decisions based on them because emotion and intuition are very differently. And so what I would identify for you is where do they need to be in their day and in their life, in their presence, in their awareness, and in their emotional state to be, even be sound enough to receive the teachings or the tools. And so typically that's what we find. And so then we'll know, Hey, I have some extra capital. I'm looking to do this. And you identify their current state. And then you just list out every single thing of where they are to then where you need them to be. And then where you want them to go and you spread it out over space. Now, the one thing when I teach this, I teach it over email because it's the easiest thing, but it can also be via text message. It could be via in-person meeting. It could be via calendar invites. It could be via any medium that you determine, but I tend to use email as my teacher. And so here's what I'll tell you. One of the best ways to keep them grounded, Shane, is to use their wants and their objections as a teaching point. And I've actually never taught this to, I didn't even teach this in the email course. I should probably add that Tyler at some point, but you need to use their objections as a teaching point. So if they're coming in and they're impatient and they're like, oh, I want it now then instead of being like, you're impatient, you're wrong, be like, let me talk about where this would affect you and lose you money in the world of investing. There's a reason there's a process. There's a reason there's steps. There's a reason that we stick to it and protect it because what we're really doing is protecting your assets and your long-term wealth because the market's going to go up. It's going to go down. You're going to see an opportunity, but if you don't do your diligence, your emotion or your, your impatience is going to create an undesirable result. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And especially in your world, because we're talking about money, right? Mm -hmm. So people like, give it to me now, get rich quick. Even though they don't say that, people still have this very much, if I put it out, I want it back, or I want to guarantee it's coming back. And you're like, I can guarantee that you'll get something, but it might take a year, five, 10, 20, or 30. Like it depends on your capacity to hold. Yeah. And so the one thing that I would say, Shane, about your journey is you've probably identified buckets already, right? Like I have capital and I'm comfortable investing. I have capital and I'm not comfortable investing. I have no capital, but I'm excited to invest. Like you probably have a few of those. And so what you can do is design a journey around each one of them. But no matter where they are, Shane, you're either going to use it to teach them or you're going to use it to remind them no matter what, which is where you get to be congruent with your customer journey. And there was a quote that came up at the event at the mastermind, actually. Uh, my buddy Brad Costanza was there and, and Sean Stevenson, the little one who passed away, was one of his teachers and absolutely amazing human being. And he said, when you tell, and I'm paraphrasing, I can't say it as eloquently, but he's like, when you tell an amateur something, they say, I already know. When you tell a master, they say, thanks for the reminder. Well, that's good. And it's such a big distinction because no matter what, I'm always going to talk to all of you about the same thing. 
consistency, congruency, authenticity, space, clarity, personal growth, right? The only thing that's going to be different is the level of depth or intensity we take it based on the level of your business. But a customer journey is always going to be a customer journey. So I'm not going to try to put ribbon on it or lipstick on a pig and be like, oh yeah, this is something different. No, it is what it is. It's how we input into it and how we use it. And so for them, Shane, I think it's going to be a whole lot of that being very intentional about these are the 10 pillars or the, the five frameworks or the seven principles that apply to my methodology of what will work. And no matter where you are, we don't start investing until we understand them all and are implementing them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's, it's really helpful. Just, just knowing that, because I do have three buckets of where kind of people come in and it's really based on the equity they have. And, but I've never identified separate customer journeys for them, even though intellectually I know that and I tell them, but I haven't mapped that out. So that's- Even for be- you- and this is for everybody, even if you have it in your brain, it's a liability. Even if you open a Google doc, you're like, hey, if they're here, these are the things they do. If they're here, these are the things they do. And if they're here, these are the things they do. It becomes an asset because it'll actually free up a lot of your mental bandwidth knowing that you have a process for them to fall into. And then that makes it actually outsourceable as well. If you get to a point to build a process or have a mini team around it. So it doesn't always necessarily need to be in quote unquote email or in texting. It just needs to be documented. Like ours isn't really in email when the, when you join the mastermind, right? Like Shane, if you jump in the mastermind, you're going to check out and you're going to hit a confirmation page. And our journey is you download Slack, you send us a message. Once you send us the message, we send you your intake form and your contract. Once your intake form is done, you get on a call with Tyler who helps you extract the brains and the details of what's important to you and your contract. You fill the contract out, you send it to them to review and they give you the thumbs up. Then we book a call, right? Like we know that process. We all do it. It's the same way. It's not necessarily via email. It's via sticky notes of, nope, this is the process. This is the best way to set people up to win. And so now that we all know it, I'll make modifications to own it and protect it. And it doesn't take up mental bandwidth. Yeah. Wow. Great stuff. Jenny, I want you. I want to answer yours. You want to ask it? So you just read it. Then I have it on the recording. Okay. Hold on. Pull it up again. Sorry. Etsy queen. I'm going to start nicknaming all of you. (laughs) Okay. So basically I have a four part course. So would these emails walk them through the four parts of the course drawn out over 60 days? So they follow along their customer journey just to make sure they're watching them or implementing them. Or do I also include like other member success stories and motivation to keep them going and new trends that we're seeing in Etsy. So it's not just info. Such a good question. Stay on with me, okay? I'm probably going to pop my iPad up for this one. Okay. So, so one thing that just came to me when I said this is that none of you are responsible for your client's success. You're responsible for creating the container that gives them the best results of succeeding and the best chance of succeeding, okay? So I have to say that to everybody because it's a sticky line, right? It's like a, it's like a sticky fly trap. And once you get that thing on, I don't care how good you are, that shit's on you for four days and it's residue and it's nasty. Ugh. It's sticky, You are not responsible for your client's results, but you are responsible for creating the container that gives them the best chance of reaching them, okay? And so here's where I am on this, Jenny. Email, in my opinion, is one of the best tools in the world for customer journeys, especially when it's content. But I don't like to use email to just be like, hey, here's an email, go watch the content, or here's an email, do that. I mix between a reminder to watch the videos, takeaways that are in the emails, plus other relevant information. So I'm helping change every ounce of their fabric. And so, yeah, if you have a four-part course, how long 
like one part, like how much content is in one part, like time-wise? It's three videos are in each module. So it's okay, 12, so 12 videos. videos total. But they yeah. stop around six because they get too busy and then they're not going on to make your email list to increase your customer lifetime value. And so they're too busy. Yeah, so if they're stopping at six, <laughs> I, I would say if you have, how long are the videos? Uh, like 25 minutes each. Perfect. And then the work after the video, what would the last person, how long would it take for them to get that work done in completion? For all those six videos? Like one 25 minute video, like video one, oh, it video takes one. 25 minutes to watch. Yeah. And then after that video, what is the range of the fastest, like a student? And then the one that was George that never showed up to school, but really cared, but I just needed extra time. And that range. Like, it's hard is because it, SEO, they have to research it. And so that can take a long time, but then they start getting results and getting sales. They oh, this is, no, you can. This is so good. I'm about to crush your fucking business in the best way possible. Okay. This is the exact point of a container. Your job is to tell them how much time and how long, mm -hmm. not theirs. Okay. So that's a massive distinction, right? Mm -hmm. If there's any back doors, guess what? They stop they're gone because there's not expectations being set. And so then they have ambiguity, which allows them to live in their shit when they get uncomfortable. Cause they're like, you didn't tell me how long, like I researched it for 17 hours. Why don't I have an email list, Jenny girl? What? No. And so when you think about this is what, and, and I heard you say this, so I'm going to paraphrase for you that once they learn it and they get results, it's also important to maintain doing it for everything else. And so this is perfect because if video one, let's just say video one is on SEO, it might take a week because that's the week that you design. So if you have 12 videos, I'm going to tell you right now, it's 12 weeks easily, okay. right? But here's the thing. You need a prep week. Because how are they going to just stop what they're doing and change their habits? And so it doesn't matter. The art is what you put in your relationship. The science is building a container that guarantees that it works. So you want somebody to go from, I've never had an Etsy store to 12 weeks later running an Etsy business. And you're basically giving them an MBA in 12 weeks, but there's no prep period. They buy, they get an email, let's get started. Where are they getting started? They've been in scarcity mode. Should I buy this? What am I going to do? How am I going to make money? And if I give them content, it's not going to work anyway. So it's, this is why email one for me is always warm welcome. Hey, congrats, you did it. The hardest part's over, so go celebrate, right? So pop some bubbly in a bubble bath with a CBD bath bomb and call it a day. I'm going to be in your inbox tomorrow. We're going to be going over expectations and containers. Don't say containers. Expectations of how you can get the most out of this because the truth is whether you put one thing into practice or all 12, you're still going to win. And I just got rid of what if I can't do it all? Yeah, right? And then it. the next email is prep, right? And it's cool. What do I need? Okay. I need you to set time apart your calendar. You're going to get a video a week because that's the best cadence to get the maximum results of X that I promised you that only you can achieve. And so at the beginning of the week, like in your calendar today, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes for the next 12 weeks. And then after those videos, I'm going to be giving you the tips and takeaways to make sure that you're getting the most out of it. And so I want you to take the next two to three days to look at your schedule because you will only implement what you prioritize. And so if you tell me you want to make your first six figures with an Etsy store, you're going to have to protect it. So put it in your calendar, right? And then Hey, here's what's going to happen in a couple of days. This is how I want you to prep. Go self-love. Get ready. Get some water. Boom. Get a notebook. Introduce yourself to the community because the secret to this working isn't that you learn it and try it. It's that you learn it, 
try it and keep doing it forever because all of these, they're not one-time tools. They belong in your toolbox. Boom. And that's five emails. I'm just spitballing. You tracking with me? Yeah. Cool. So then I send a prep email. Hey, tomorrow we get started. Video one's coming. And video one is about SEO. Don't worry. I can't stand all the acronyms either. I don't even know what they mean. Basically translated, when you know what words to put in your listing, you make free sales. Who doesn't want that? So F the analogies. I'm going to make this really easy for you. So we're going to go through the video and boom. And then at the end of the video, like the next one's the video, right? And then the next day, like, how was the video? If you didn't watch it, Make sure you go back and watch it because things come up, things get busy. And I don't ever want you to feel like you can do this course perfectly. This is really about you honoring your pace. Because even if we get to the end of it, the content is still here. You can come back and read the emails. But I want you to commit to is putting in at least 10 minutes a day towards this vision and it's guaranteed to happen. You see, I'm like getting rid of every objection. It's right. Because the women, because I know they're like, I stopped because I couldn't keep up or it didn't work. And you're like, no, that's not the secret. So you have to pre-handle them. And then when you were assigning this SEO work, be like, hey, you're just limited to 20 minutes a day. Do 20 minutes, write it down, get clear. Do another 20 minutes, write it down, get clear, because done is better than perfect. And there is no such thing as perfect SEO. It's just you're better than 99% of other people that don't make any money on Etsy. And so you take them through video one. And then you have to wrap video one, right? Now that you have it, here's the best way to continue doing it to set yourself up to succeed. So make it a part of once a week, take an hour, go audit your listings, go check what's going here. And you give them containers, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and give them what to do with it. And then they're like, oh, cool. If I want to maintain this, I just have to drink 20 ounces of water a day. I have to sleep for eight hours. I have to go for a 10 minute walk. You're telling them exactly because you are the leader. And then you're like, cool. And now keep that going. And in two days, we're going to get started on video two and video two goes boom. And then you repeat the process. I love that. Thank you. That's so clear. You're what that, by the way, that was like a $5 million email sequence just for anybody listening. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) But like, really that's what space looks like. And here's my cheat code. This is what I do. And I'm going to pick on Barton because I love him and we haven't seen each other in a while. And I just got to see him and we serendipitously bumped into each other. Like, a gazillion times. What I imagine if like he comes up to me and he walks in the office, bro, I just wanted to stop by Montana. I ate next door. I want to do it. Dude. Oh, I got to figure out how to make sure people are implementing the supplement protocol that we give them. And I imagine he's standing at my desk and I'm like, dope. And my brain goes, what's the first thing that I would do? And then I literally am like, okay, that one thing. And I'm like, go away, come back tomorrow go away, come back tomorrow. And that's how I design these things. And I'm like, Barton, I was like, the biggest thing is they probably feel alone. Just tell them they've made it and they have a home, whether they use it every day or they can lean in for support, let them feel welcome. And that's the only thing I would put in that email. And then he's going to leave and come back. He's bro, I told them, they said, thank you. They were stoked. They responded. I'm like, what's next? I'm like, oh, they need to know it's an open door policy. It's not a you're alone anymore. It's you found your home at any moment. Just reply to our emails and we can help you. And I start to really think about it like that. Like I've done like my own guided meditations in my office of what would it look like if you walked in my desk or if my customer was standing in front of me. And so that's how I like to do it. Does that make sense for you, Jenny? This is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. No, of course. All right, George, unmute yourself, brother. I'm good. You just answered a lot of it. Boom. Yeah, I'm good. I, so what I get is there's no need to like shove everything down their throats because that's the way that I was programmed in the fitness world right now. It's, I got this awesome journey. I'll take them on and I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah. Totally. And what you all have to remember 
is that your course, your book, your product isn't the solution. It's a tool. It's just a tool. I can go to the coffee shop and buy my coffee. It doesn't do me any good if it just sits on my desk and I never drink it. It's just something that I wanted and it's there and people buy on emotion. Your job is to create a container that when the emotional modulation is done, they're still in consistent result chasing. They're still in a container that gets them results. That's going to be the biggest part. And so George has a book. George is an amazing writer. He wrote a poem on the spot at the event. It's absolutely mind-blowing. Like I was like, oh, I almost cried. And I actually did after because it like touched my heart. But he's a writer, right? He's not teaching people how to write, but he's using his writing as a tool to help them unlock parts of themselves. And it's going to unlock people different parts. But I won't read a book. I will listen to a book. And so if there's no audio book, He's going to lose me as a customer, but if he takes snippets out and he's, here's this poem or this writing, and here's how you can do it or what you can do, it's going to start to create endowment for me. And I'm going to be like, wow. And so one of the secrets to me selling almost 200,000 cookbooks, can anybody guess the secret? So I, I had a cookbook called the Paleo Kitchen. There were 116 recipes. Publishers allow you to give away five. And I sold over 175,000 copies. And some of you followed me back then. Do you want to know the secret to how I did it? I gave away almost every recipe in the book for free because nobody makes fucking recipes by printing out their email in their inbox. All that did was give them a shopping list or a reminder that they wanted the book. And then I would talk about how it looked on the counter and the photography of it. And it's like, hey, I just want you to see how easy this is. Go make this one. And then when you're ready, get the book. I gave away 75% of that book for free on the internet. Like all the recipes and the best ones. My publisher was pissed. I was like, I don't care. Whatever. My contract breach wasn't really that big of a deal. It was like a slap on the wrist. So I was like, done, do it. And we would give out every one of them, every one of them, every one of them. And I was like, the book doesn't have the secrets. The recipes are the content. I have them in the book. I can give to you online. But in the first 80 pages of the book, I'm like, this is how to eat paleo. This is how you do it. And every time I gave a recipe, I'm like, I'll make this easier for you. Here's your gateway drug. And I would start to tell people, I'm like, I'm going to get you addicted to paleo sweets because I'd rather you eat those than the Oreos. And then I'm going to unlock your self-love and help you really make this a lifestyle change. And so I was just giving away everything. I was like, this is my best of the best of the best of the best. But then you bring them in. And it's a tool. And so all of you, whether it's your book, whether it's your offer, whether it's your course, whether it's your video, whether it's your supplement, you have to realize that's just one tool, right? And that's a tool that works in the ecosystem or the world that you built, right? It's your Truman Show to build. And you can tell them to use that tool, but you can also tell them to use the other tools and other parts of it. And you can be like, hey, I know you bought the course, but now I'm going to text you and email you and Slack you and high five you and Zoom you. And it's up to you to determine the most effective way to design that journey. And yeah, George, you probably already did it, but I just wanted to hit that when you said that. And Jake, I got to give, I got to give Jake a, a shout out on this one. This is probably my biggest Achilles heel in my job. Like in my life, in my work, my biggest Achilles heel is holding space because when silence falls upon me, especially like in person or in coaching, I'm uncomfortable and insecure and I want to fill it, therefore preventing the other person from getting their breakthrough. This is why I practice so much of space and stillness and coaching because your ability to maintain silence and hold space is the secret to all of this working. I'd say I'm the best I've ever been. Like some of you saw at the event, like I would sit up there in silence for hours. I don't care. I'll just stare at you. And I'm like, let it marinate. I'm good. Now it's like a new game for me. 
But one of the things that we do is when customers come in, when coaching comes in, when people call, they'll tell us like what's getting in their way or they'll have a question. And typically when we fill that space, we're invalidating their experience and we're creating more reactants than getting them out of resistance. Because it's, oh, that's why questions are the best coaching mechanism ever. And Jake, I'm talking to you particularly because you play this game and help people. That's why questions are the best game ever. Because the moment you have an answer, you've basically created a codependent, I'll hand you fish and you'll never learn how to fish. But if you can ask a question and you can co-create to an answer or co-create to clarity, then you've created a breakthrough. And that breakthrough becomes associated with you, but then they're out running their best race, being their best athlete, and then you get to be the support system. And so Jake, I just want to thank you for that comment. That's an absolute mind-blowing distinction. And even here, like when some of you come in the mastermind and my mastermind members now joke about it because they know me so well, they know if they send me like a 911 message, they won't get a response for at least 24 hours. Because the only 911 message that's worth me responding is my family is in danger and you need to come save them. There is nothing else that warrants a 911 response in business. Nothing. And we've had 911s and I've taken calls. Tyler's 911 me, Jay's 911 me. But there is not a work 911 even if your ad account gets shut down. There is nothing you can do in that moment, nothing that will get it turned back on, but any choice you make from that moment might keep it off longer. And so space is a really big secret and you have to be able to hold and honor people's space because that's their experience. And if you hold it, they'll break through it. Like George, George massively transformed in three days. It was absolutely mind blowing because day one, I know you don't mind George, day one, he's, but how? By day three, he's, I'm good, bro. He was just sitting there just shining. He's, nope, no how needed. Like he had the space to be able to be like, wow, I got to process this. I got to sit with this. I have to get clarity. The answer's within me. He went out in nature and practiced space. He did a silent walk outside and then he comes back. Oh, yep, I got it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this because the space was there. But if in the room, he asked a question like, George, do this. Nothing happens. Nothing happens except it repeats more and more of the same. And so, Jake, thank you for sharing that, man. I'm reading your comments. Alexa, Soul CBD has CBD bath bombs. No joke. They're absolutely amazing. I have too many of them. I'm, I, if somebody raided my office, the DEA might think I'm like a CBD dealer at this point because of how much Soul CBD is in this office right now. Okay. Look at what confidence result just in. But. <laughs> and then one note, Jenny, I have to go back to you because the open loop is going to drive me nuts. You asked about like user testimonials, case studies, what other people are doing. The purpose of those are writing permission slips for people to feel like they can do it too. That's really what those are for, right? Because you're not using them to sell because they're already in. So what you're really doing is using it to sell them their results and increase their confidence. See, Jenny's just like you. Jenny did it. Be like Jenny. And so what you want to make sure is when you use those things, Jenny, my big thing that I'm probably going to be focused on for the, you guys are going to hear me like a broken record is about eliminating objections and creating inclusivity. Because at the end of the day, if we really think about it, if we really think about it, if somebody already paid us, like they've already paid us. The worst thing I can do when you have a struggle or a roadblock is make you feel any worse about it. And we do that because we'll have it all the time. And I used to be guilty of this. Oh, I didn't do the work. I'm like, well, where else does that show up in your life? That's not the best way to do that anymore. And it never was, but I had to learn as like a leader. And the better question is, wow, 
okay, cool. Like, how are you feeling? Or it's okay because your awareness of it is what tells me it won't happen again because what we are now in the biggest enemy of success, which is stagnation. And so when we think about it now, if we already have their trust, we have their confidence. This even means when they give you their email, we get these emails all the time. It's, oh my God, like I got the emails, but I missed the training. Oh, I'll never get it again. I'm like, or you could just ask, we'll send it to you. I could also be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, if you did it, you would have had this and you missed the deal and you didn't get a ticket and you didn't like, come on. Like, really? Come on. I treat it like I would treat my kids, right? How I want the teachers to talk to them. So Jenny, I would use those and I would very intentionally sprinkle them in to be like unicorn dust. Look, go. And I would always tie them back into whatever your theme is. Your theme might be consistency. Hey, if you consistently do this over and over. And so you're like, Hey, look like, and you can even go the other way. If you want to handle objections, you're like, Hey, look at, look at George. George hates SEO. He didn't do the research. He thinks it's stupid, but he didn't even do this. All he did was good photos, put his face on it and wrote with humor, but he did it every single day. And look, consistency wins. So imagine if you added this and added this and you're really like, you're just pulling people and no matter where they are. And so the second part of inclusivity for everybody is I call out any objection that I can. Like, so for Barton, for example, when somebody gets a hair test and he literally does my results and he's like, yeah, dude, you have mercury poisoning, you have lead poisoning, and he's got cocktails galore. I won't remember to take any of them. Like I had to put the zinc on my desk. And literally when I leave at the end of the day, I put it right here on my desk. So before I open my computer, I add it to my water. That's how caveman like I am. Like that's how trivial I am when it comes to getting this stuff done. But what's going to happen with Barton and with a lot of you or like even George, and I'll use both of you. Barton's going to have somebody with supplements knowing the path, knowing the diagnosis, knowing the prescription per se, and be like, oh my God, I didn't do it. Like I'm failing. I'm getting sick. What are we going to be like? Yeah, you're dying. No, like it's totally okay. What's the one thing you can do right now? Actually, hey, just take a breath for me. Like just take a breath. Go grab 16 ounces of water. Go grab the zinc right now. We're on the call. Grab the zinc. And I just want to change that behavior right now. And maybe we went too fast. Maybe we went too hard. You're not going to die tomorrow. You're going to live a lot longer because we're making these changes. So what can we commit to for one minute a day? And what we're really doing is redirecting that energy. And George is going to use his story to unlock other people's stories. How many of you have had a big breakthrough in your life? Like the first time you told somebody about your financial struggles or for me, for example, my food, my bulimia, my sexual abuse, my, my drug addiction. It wasn't like, oh yeah, cool. Let me just go stand on a platform and tell everybody the moment I discover that's my story. Like it took me 10 years to even be able to say any of it without sweating. So George is going to have people be like, oh, now I know, but nobody knows. And I'm hiding behind me. He's like, no, this is a part of the process. What's the one thing you can do today? Maybe write about it. Maybe boom. But every opportunity of resistance is a coaching point for you. And just like Shane, Shane's going to have somebody give him his money. They're going to invest in a fund. They're going to do something in long-term wealth creation. And they're going to be like, dude, I feel like such an asshole. Like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? If he's, yeah, stop. Maybe not. But he's, hey, it's okay to feel that way. It's your acknowledgement of it. And then what do we do to mitigate it that helps reprogram that? And at every point in your customer journey and with this space, what you're really doing is creating a world where it's inclusive of everybody, no matter where they are on their journey. And I said this at the event. I'm like, our job isn't to put them where we want them. It's to meet them where they are and create a path for them to get to where they need to be or where we want them to be. 
And that's the biggest one. And so I'm going to answer Barton DM me, but I'm going to read out loud. How many emails touch points in the 60 day sequence for a company like ours would you recommend? How often should somebody take their supplements? <clears throat> Every single day. Just checking. Yeah. Just, no, just and, wanted and, to hear you say it really. Dude, <laughs> I, I love when people ask me this because I always find new smart ass ways to answer. Like it's always great. And it's someone's, Hey, I want to be a, I want to be uh, I want to lose five pounds. Like how often should I drink water or I want to live? How often I drink? I'm like every day. And, and here's my inverse that. Cause I was like, Oh, they're going to get annoyed. If you are emailing them every day and they're getting annoyed, they weren't the ones that needed the daily email and they're going to take the supplements anyways. If you're emailing them every day and they're getting annoyed, they weren't the ones that kind of maintain anyways. And so you think about it, like how many of us really get upset when we're like, God, you're doing amazing. Like, just as a reminder, here's a free recipe. Add this trick to your coffee. Hey, tweak this. Like, how are you feeling? We're already here. Like how many of us really get annoyed that we have a team of people in our corner? Only the ones that don't want the team anymore. And then even then we're like, hey, it's okay. We're here when you're ready. And they're like, oh shit. Okay, fine. And then they come back and then they come back and then they come back. And so really what it is, the way that I look at it, it's like, hey, if Jenny's helping me in my Etsy store, but we're like family and she just texts me, I'm not going to get upset. She's, hey, I just want you to know you're doing great today. Do you need anything? No, I'm good. Thanks. No, I'm good. Thanks. Like, I'm never going to get upset. Like, I never get upset when my friends text me. They're like, hey, you're crushing or, oh, you're making a difference or, oh, I was thinking about you. Like, it's about community. And so for me, and I understand when people heal, celebrate every one of those wins, celebrate every single one of those milestones and realize if you buy, and I'll just keep using collagen for the first time. And I teach you how to use it after 60 days. And I'm like, cool. I'm going to give you recipes, different tips, different tricks. I'm going to teach you about indigestion. I'm going to teach you about sympathetic, parasympathetic rest and cortisol and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, yeah, and I'm like giving it all away for free. Basically, anybody who doesn't want that is either only going to buy my product and just keep using it, or they just weren't a customer anymore because they achieved their result. But like my job isn't to hoard emails, isn't to keep people on my list or my business that don't want to be there. My job is to deliver you to your after state and then allow you decide what depth you want to stay in my community. Because anything else is a liability. Anything else is a liability. Like I'm going to say this and I hope this never happens, but Jenny would be a perfect example. She comes in, she does this with me. Maybe she joins the mastermind. We do consulting. She 10 X's her business. And she's like, George, I'm done. I'm just going to have a team run it and retire. Like, what am I like? No, you need me. No, you get your ass back to work right now. No. Oh my God, Jenny, let's go out and have a margarita and celebrate like good job. If I help somebody lose weight, I don't want them to think they need me every day. I'm just getting in your way. Like we just had a mastermind member leave because he completed. And then he's, I'm literally doing everything I want. I moved my family. I don't want to be on the internet anymore. I own 30% of this company and we 10 X it. So I'm just going to go run it every day. And I'm like, go. Like, go do you, homie, go. And so I think about the same thing with customer journeys because that's our job. That's really our job. But what happens is once somebody achieves their result, then they become a part of the culture. They become a part of the community. They become part of the brand, part of the story, part of the family. There's people that are in, and I'll just use Onnit because it's fresh on my mind, that are in Onnit that haven't bought an Onnit product in two years, but probably sell more Onnit products than their ads do. Because they're a part of the community. They read every email. They go to every event Aubrey puts together. They're at every open house and on it. They're like, give me some of it. And they're just there in space to be a part of the culture and the community. And so your job 
is to make sure everybody can achieve the result and then have a container for them after. And so Barton, for me, I always condition the habit in the beginning, condition the habit in the beginning. And then once I've conditioned the habit, I can always slow down cadence, but you can't email people once a week. And then eight weeks later, be like, I'm going to email you daily and expect them to open them. You conditioned a once a week email habit, <laughs> like, the end. And so if you want to condition a, Hey, let's talk every day or let's add value every day. You have to condition that you have to condition that. And then Barton, your question about the list segmenting advice, that's in the email course. Like that's the full, the entire course. Cause there's a couple things to do. Lead magnet, buyer nurture, non-buyer nurture, but it, it's not like a, it's a couple hours for you to really map it out, but that's going to be your secret. Cause every one of your products leads into one sequence. And then that one sequence's job is to maintain them until they reinsert themselves into another one and reinsert themselves into another. So we break down like how to do it, how to do the segmenting of it and all of it. Let's do this really quickly because I've been bumping my gums for 40 minutes. Are there any questions on anything I've shared so far? Cool. Taylor, where you at, girl? I haven't heard from you today. You good? <laughs> gotcha. All right, George, what you got? I, I just want to recap because that's how my mind works. So like, like I got this journey. It's better for me to, I'll call it, come out of the gun. I'm going to say, I'm going to email them every day for a series of things. Like I give them one subject of the book, one, one little essay. I'm going to check in every day with that one point. Then the next chapter, the next week, that's in my head what I got. It's better to do that. And then once that's done, then I can say, okay, I'm going to hit you up once a week from now on just to make sure you're doing all right. Bam. Yeah. So really what it is like, we know the secret to a successful relationship is communication right? That's it. Like good luck being married without communicating. Good luck parenting without communicating. Good luck with coworkers without communicating. But every relationship demands a different container of communication. Like I, I, I get to talk to my wife every day. Like it doesn't do me any good when she's, Hey, how are you, honey? And I disappear for two days. That's not really a good move for me on either side. And so your relationship and the depth of your relationship determines the container, right? And so if these are people that have never heard about you and you're helping unlock their story by sharing parts of your book, Maybe it isn't once a day. Maybe it's once every three days. Maybe it's once a week. But that's the art of it is you feeling into what feels right to achieve the desired result. And so if I'm teaching something that takes me 10 minutes to teach, I don't need to email Alexa every single day for 14 days to give her a 10-minute breakthrough. And so you have to look at all the assets that you have and figure out the best way to process that recipe. You're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like with Jenny, what I broke down is it wouldn't make sense for Jenny to do those 12 videos in two weeks. And it also wouldn't make sense to do the 12 videos over 12 months. They're 25 minute videos. And so what we're looking at is all the inputs we have and then we do it. And I love that, Jenny. I'm gonna answer that question now. You'll be shocked at the amount of people you have that would love to get this email sequence. Because here's... All it is for you, it's positioning. You position it as a new value. I'd, hey, we've been listening at it. You want to refresh. You want to go back through it. Like I designed this for you to take you from A to Z. And so boom, but then every new member automatically gets it. Perfect. That makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I hate segmenting. Like I hate it. I hate it. I only do it when it's required. There's a difference and you want to know, like if you have physical products, like there is a very big difference between somebody who bought their first product or who has bought six products. There is a difference there, right? So on like that e-commerce front, I segment. But when you think about our content, when you think about our delivery, our messaging, our journeys, the rest of it is they're all going after the same thing. They're just in a different part of the journey. Like all of you want 
what I do in my mastermind of private consulting, and we're going to get there, right? Dane's going to be there in 12 months. Here's the thing. I'm talking about this now, but the level of it's implemented will change as he gets deeper. And then my level of input will change as it gets deeper and deeper. And so I'll send the same email to all of you. And I'll be like, hey, whether you're in the LBA or the mastermind, like this is the most important thing to focus on. Or if you're working on your first five figures or your first seven figures, this is the same. And I just tend to get inclusive because I'm bringing everybody to the same afterstate, right? The principles, the boom, just like Apple doesn't segment you walk in your store based on how much money you've wasted. Because I'd go to the 100,000 plus line and I'm like, I get treated the same as somebody's buying their first iPod. And I'm like, I have an addiction. I have too many Apple products. But I walk in the store. But what we're all after is simplification or allure, right? Or social status, whatever reason we buy Apple. And it doesn't matter because we're all there seeking this experience. And then once we buy a product, we're given that experience about what that is, if that makes sense. All right, Jake, let's have it. Okay. One of the things that I've been trying, I've been wrestling around with in my mind specifically as like, I got a new offer and it has molded a little bit. I'm, I'm going a, in a done for you route. And I was thinking about retention as, okay, somebody comes in, they become a customer. So how can I retain them as a customer for some period of time? If I bring them in for some high ticket done for you service and they're good, they're set up now they're rolling. What does that, what's the, what does that retention look like? Or is the retention there now in my community and they become part of my marketing army, so to speak, where they've retained? It's such a good question. I, I'd actually use you as an example. Like we maybe message and check in on each other like once every couple of weeks and that fills your tank and fills mine. And so that's the art of it. But for example, like my wife had to sit me down and she's like, I just want you to realize how big of a deal it is that there were people at your event that have paid you $100,000 for coaching and consulting. And they thought you were so valuable. They were willing to pay another $400 just to come be in the audience at another event. But I only maybe text them like once every six to eight weeks in between. And so it determines the depth and the level of our relationship. Like Barton and I, for example, we met, we probably talked in Whole Foods for a couple hours. And then occasionally somehow every six to eight months, something pops across our radar together, whether it's my copywriter meets him randomly and is writing his copy, whether it's we bump in, somebody intros us, we does a podcast. And then as the situation deems necessary, we both lean into that relationship or that container at a level that supports us. And so I think the intentionality of it is what makes the biggest difference. But typically if somebody buys like a high ticket offer and whatever your threshold for high ticket is, you already have a different form of communication with them different than like somebody in your Facebook group, right? Like you have a DM relationship, you have a personal relationship. And so that's where, when I talk about being intentional about who you keep, that's where I'm like, when I fly, like I've talked about this, when I fly, every time I'm on an airplane, my only job is I go through my entire text message list and I send videos to everybody I haven't talked to. Hmm. And that's how I scrub my contacts. So I'll go through and I'm like, nope, don't want to talk to them. Delete, delete, delete. And then anybody I haven't caught up with, I'm on the plane like, yo. And I literally pop out 200, 300 video messages on a flight. And then all of a sudden deals come across the table, rekindled dinners and boom. And so I just have intentional containers on like when I nurture. Perfect. Yeah. That, that makes it so much. I was thinking so much about, oh, they got to become a new customer and, and, some monthly recurring package type thing. I was way off in that thought. So thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, of course. And I think that's where you really determine what best supports you. Because the other part of this, and, I, and then I'm going to wrap the thought and we'll do a quick check-in. The other part of this, Jake, is that 
you have to make sure that your form of communication and nurture supports you, but also supports them because you can't be exhausted trying to do all of this because then you don't have the depth to maintain it. And so that's where you have to be really present and really aware to your containers so that you can support it. And that's via email. It's via DM. You know me on DM. I don't sit there and do free coaching on DMs. Like I'll respond to anybody with a video and then I'll answer one question and then I filter them somewhere. Hey, go hit up my team. Hey, go to my podcast. Oh, but I'm still hitting out. I'm still knocking out hundred to 200 videos a day. And everyone's holy moly. How can I not subscribe? You sent me a video. You sent me a video. You sent me a video. I'm like, I know it's pretty dope. And now what? I'm like, well, if you need anything, hit up my team or check out the podcast and let me know when you have a question. And I really just put a container back on that. Good question, Jake. When I had a cleaner at my house and someone to do a website for my podcast, yes. No more minimum wage activities for George. I love it. I love it. Shane, what is the name of the video source you used to send those out? I heard you mention on a podcast. Oh yeah, Shane. So when I do it via new customers, I use B-O-N-J-O-R-O, but I've been doing it manually. So I get between 40 and 50 friend requests a day on Facebook. And so what I do is I send them a message and I make sure they're real. And the moment they respond, I just manually send a 20 second message directing them, answering a question. And then I use that as my touch point. And if they don't respond, I delete their friend request. So that's how I keep my friends list clean. And then on Instagram, when I have time, what I'll go is I'll look at the day, anybody who followed me. And then anybody who followed me, I'll open up their profile and I'll send them a DM. Thanks for the follow. That's such a cute dog. And can you deliver some of that food to my house, please? And then I literally, I just make it super, super personal. So when I have gaps in my time, like that's my relationship time. I love it, Dane. I love it. So here's what I want to do. I would love a two-word check-in from everybody. How are you feeling now? Since we have about four minutes left. How are you feeling now? How are you feeling now? Facebook group. <laughs> You're feeling Facebook group. I, I never got the invite for the Facebook group. And I didn't I, want to forget to tell you guys. That. That's, that's I, my handle that. I love that. <laughs> Clear, happy, deep thought, anxious and excited, anxious and distracted. I'm here for it. Uh, and I'm going to say this, Taylor, don't unmute yourself. I want you to honor where you're at. And everybody here, this is a big recurring theme. There's a lot of energy moving the world opening back up movement, entrepreneurship. And I'll say it to some of the people that were in the room. The biggest takeaway for all of them was to honor where you're at and not try to change it. Because if you can sit with it and you can practice it, the path will come. And so I've been there. Taylor, I was like that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week. Like I couldn't talk. My wife didn't want to be around me. But when I facilitate eight days of events and I hold for so many people, all the time, like you do all the time. And then being a mom all the time, what you're experiencing might not be yours, but what you have to do is witness it and be okay with it and honor it. And so for all of you, like we talk about leadership, we talk about growth, we talk about serving. The best thing to do is to serve yourself by being a witness, but not being attached to it. And so Taylor, I just want you to know that I honor you and I appreciate you jumping on and being seen it's a testament to where you are. And one thread of coaching that I would give all of you is the moment you're aware of the feeling is you're already past it. The moment you are aware of the experience, you've already passed it because you're actually looking at it from memory. You're like, oh, I'm feeling anxious and boom. And I was like, oh, shit. But that means I can see it. Oh, that means I'm not in it anymore. Oh, that means I just have to do something. Yeah. And that might be sitting longer. It might be drinking water. It might be self-care. But at one point I would give everybody and probably one of the biggest secrets to my success is the moment you're aware of what it is, <laughs> the resistance is done.
And so Taylor, honor it. And if you need anything, hit me up, but honor it, go do some breath, do some movement, honor it and be with it. And I think it's absolutely a good message and point for kind of everybody. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen regardless state of the world, where you're living, your business, your customers, your kids, your life, your everything. And so Taylor, thank you for being seen. And thank you for being on the call. I just want to acknowledge you. So here's the dealio. Tight containers win. And so we got one minute. And so what I would just challenge all of you with is to play with this thought of your customer journey, with your retention, with your space. I am a sticky note addict. I just pulled them all off my wall. But my favorite thing to do is ask myself, what is everything that they need? And what is everything that I need them to do? And one per sticky and then have art time and move them. And you're like, oh, that makes sense. Or that makes sense. Or I'm missing this or I'm missing that or I'm missing that. But the best customer journeys, the best experiences, the best relationships are not accidental. They're designed. And any man who's in a successful marriage will understand that we have to design him. I have to design dates and communication practices and my self-care and my self-love and filling tanks so that we're meeting everybody's needs. And that's what you're doing for your customers and doing for your business. And so the team will get this call up. And then any other questions about this? I'm sure Tyler, you guys are going to post this in the group, right? Yeah. Once you post this in the group, if there's any clarifying questions, just leave them on this video and the team will come answer them and then we'll be in touch. And then I think I'm going to start doing a live in the group like once a week because I have a big mouth and a lot of stuff to say. And so I'm going to start leaning in since we're going to be transitioning from the free group into just fulfilling on your group is my big focus, which is one of the reasons I'm letting that group go. And so we'll be in touch. We'll be clear. I'm going to take Todd to the airport since he has a flight in an hour and 20 minutes. And you guys have an absolutely beautiful day. Happy Friday. Happy everything. Have a beautiful day. Go shine your light and we will see you guys soon. And Barton, we will send it to everybody on Facebook. The team will reach you out. So anyone that's not in the Facebook group, the team will reach out. Love you all. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mind of George show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.